Welcome to My Car Guru, Season 11, Episode 113. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of My Car Guru. Boy, time dues fly, doesn't it? The reason I said it that way is because my six-year-old granddaughter, if you ask her, uh, does that hurt? She says, it does. You know, and sometimes the things that they say are so cute, you really don't want to correct them. You just want to keep hearing it. But, you know, if you don't, it would be pretty bad for a 30-year-old to be, yeah, does it hurt? Yeah, it does. That would not be good. So at some point, you have to correct it. And that's what I was doing yesterday. I was correcting behaviors and attitudes. You know, when you run a business, you've got to be on top of behaviors and attitudes. Because if you aren't, then they go south, it runs off your customers. And you don't even know what's happening. You don't know that you know, your frontline people just aren't really enthusiastic. They're not welcoming. They're not friendly. They're not informative because they don't feel like it. And why is that? Well, lots of time it's your fault, you know, because as the business owner, because you're not doing or you're not giving them what they need. Sometimes that's discipline in certain ways. Uh, sometimes it's just feedback. Sometimes it's compliments, you know, when they do something right. People need that. I don't really need it. I don't ever feel like I needed it. Um, but I felt like I could get by without somebody saying, boy, you're really doing a good job. But most people need that because they are, well, they're dependent upon that in many cases. Wouldn't you agree with that? So say something nice. Compliment somebody today. You know, if you're retired, compliment your wife or your husband. Find something nice to say about them. Boy, honey, those shorts sure fit nicely on you. And then they turn around and say, what do you want? Might need to work on that relationship a little bit. Okay, let's get into car talk and specifically into the service department. That's the place that most people will visit more, way more often than they will visit the showroom because their cars require maintenance. Is that going away with the electric vehicle? Well, as I say, we're a long time from when electric vehicles become the majority. Uh, I don't think in my lifetime that they will be. I think might get up to about 20% of the total volume out there. But we just need, we need the power from an internal combustion engine, the reliability of it, to get us where we need to go until they have some type of uh, guaranteed infrastructure out there. Still, I, I think it's still inconvenient because of the amount of time it takes to charge. But I'm going to find out because I am trading my power boost truck, my hybrid, for a full electric uh, Ford F-150 Lightning. Taking the plunge, I am not buying it, though. As I've said, what I say, I do. And I recommend that folks not buy electric vehicles, that they lease them because the technology is going to change pretty quickly. But I'm leasing it because Ford is offering a 0.1%. You know, why didn't they just go ahead and offer zero? I mean, 0.1. Come on. But anyway, 0.1% is the, the interest rate, the money factor on this vehicle. That, that really translates to, uh, let's see, 0.1 times 24. That's easy. Move a decimal. 2.4%. 
So as far as an annual percentage rate, it's not exact, but it's close. Take the money factor, multiply by 24, and that will give you a close approximation of what the interest rate is that the lease is based on. 2.4 is pretty low, and it's a 36-month lease, which I really don't want to be tied down to the same truck for 36 months. So I'll probably drive it for a couple years, and then I'll pass it off to somebody else that works for me that I can trust driving it. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, we're in the service department and we're talking about the responsibilities of a service advisor. So that person that's sitting across from you in the service drive, you drive into the dealership, nice person comes out and greets you. Could be a porter, you know, it could be somebody just moves cars around and gets some basic information, or it could be the actual service advisor. That's a person you need to be friends with and be on a first name basis because they can be a tremendous uh, source of information and they can squeeze you in when you're getting ready to go on vacation and you forgot to make that appointment, you know, to get your car serviced or to get your car, get something fixed on your car. That service advisor can make things happen. Not quite as much as a service manager can. That's the boss of the service advisor. Some of the larger dealerships might have four or five different service advisors. So it's like kind of driving up through a drive through window. You really don't know who you're going to get. But you can always ask for the one that... that you know, that you know and, and feel the most comfortable with. So uh, Freddie, let's say that's his name, maybe on another lane waiting on another customer. You can wait. Say, listen, I just want to wait on Freddie. Okay, no problem. But what is their job? Well, their number one job is to find out why you're there. Uh, are you there for regular maintenance service or do you have a problem? They want to know what your main issue is so that they can get that down. Now, more than likely, if you made an appointment through their online presence, you know, through their website or you called, or you texted, you know, somehow you made an appointment, or if you just dropped in. Uh, there are different ways that you can come into the store, so they may or may not be aware of what your issue is. I would recommend that if that you make your appointment online and you write down everything that you're interested in getting getting taken care of. Let's, let's say that you're really not, not sure what your vehicle needs, that your headlights are going dim, and um, you're not exactly you know, a mechanic, so you can't diagnose it. Just tell them what your car's doing. You know, have a vibration. You know, that's one of the, the uh, tough ones there because a vibration can be caused by so many different things. It could be caused by, you know, part of the drivetrain. The engine could have an internal vibration. The transmission, uh, the rear differential, you know, something that has oil on it, you know, that it could be part of the problem. Or it could be a wheel or a tire that's bad. Uh, it could be a hub, you know, a brake hub. It could be so many different things spin around on your car when you're going down the road. And the vibration could be just the road. You know, it could be that, that you know, your tires are really thin or you got some worn out shocks. Uh, and what you could be feeling could be uh, transmitted through your suspension to the seat of your pants or to your hands in the steering wheel. So it's important that you put down what the what the vehicle is doing, and when does it do it? Let's say you're having a, a starting issue, but it starts fine uh, when it's warm, but it, it's real draggy when, it, when you try to start it in the morning. Put that in the, in the description. The more information you can give them, the better. Better than that, even, is to record it on your phone. When it's doing it, Record it or have somebody riding with you record it. Like if it's not starting, you're turning the key and it's cranking and cranking and cranking. Have somebody record that because many times you'll take it to the dealership and your car starts behaving. And that's frustrating. It happened yesterday to a guy 
What was he in here for? I can't remember. He was driving a Nissan Pathfinder. Oh, I know what it was. It was his rear hatch would not go up all the way. He would push the button. The hatch would go up about 25% of the way, and it would stop. Of course, it didn't do it while he was in our service drive. Every time he says, it just figures. That thing has done that to me three times this weekend. Well, thank goodness we know what that is. We've seen it before, and we believe him. But just in case, take a video when it's doing it. And sometimes that's helpful to that service advisor. Because the goal is to fix it right the first time, right? I mean, you got a busy life. You really would rather not be at the dealership. I mean, if you're getting your oil changed or something like that, you still probably would rather be someplace else. But it's something that you expect that you have to do, like going to the grocery store or going to the bank. You just, you know, it's part of your life. But when something messes up, and, you know, your car's making a noise, or all of a sudden it's vibrating when it didn't before. You know, these are things that, uh, you know, you want to get taken care of. And you want to get it taken care of one time. You don't want to have to bring it back. Now, comebacks are usually caused. The, the industry average is that approximately 83% of comebacks are caused by improper communication or, let's say, inadequate communication between the customer, and the person who ends up turning the wrenches on your vehicle, which is the mechanic. Now, unfortunately, the you don't really get to talk to the mechanic. You're talking to a service advisor who is writing down what you're saying, and then an hour or so later, assigning that job to a tech. All of this information is written on a repair order, and the technician is looking at the repair order and reading what he wrote. What if he didn't write down exactly what you said? He wasn't listening real well. Here's what you need to do. When the, the service advisor writes down the information, ask them to read it back to you because then you'll know if he's really transferring the information or transmitting the information that you gave him correctly to the guy who's going to be working on it. Because sometimes they, they don't you know, provide adequate information for the tech to be able to fix the problem. That is a significant a situation that causes cars to not be fixed right the first time. Vibrations are one of the toughest ones from a translation standpoint. You know what I tend to do if I have a vibration and it's say it's intermittent, you know, and unfortunately sometimes they are, it comes and goes. That's typically a driveline vibration, like maybe something in the transmission that's not programmed right or, you know, your lockup torque converter is is not staying engaged. It could be a number of different things. But if it's intermittent, it's not your tires. Okay? A lot of people say, well, I got a tire vibration. And a lot of people think that that, you know, an alignment situation can cause a vibration. It won't unless it's a really severe alignment situation where the tires are just basically scuffing down the road. It's pigeon toed. But more than likely if you have a tire vibration, it could be that your uh, wheel weight that is used to balance the vehicle, balance the, the wheels and tires, has flown off. It just took off, went north. And that happens sometimes. That's a, a common cause. But if I've got a vibration, and let's say I ha I've had it in there more than once, the next time I'm not leaving it without a technician or a service manager or maybe the advisor going with me, and I'm able to demonstrate the vibration. Now, again... That, that miracle happens sometimes where you just can't get it to do it. You know, your car was hesitating or, 
you know, your lights were flickering on and off or your, your infotainment system wouldn't change channels, the, the screen would lock up. Of course it doesn't do it when you're riding down the road with a mechanic. That's what, Murphy's Law? Does it have anything to do with that? That's why you need a video recording when it's doing it. Because you don't want to get that repair order back. You know, you go pick up your car and they say, we got you done. And you go pick it up. It's not done. It says no problem found on the repair order. That's not done. That's, you know, they couldn't see your problem. They couldn't experience your problem. But if they can't find a problem, uh, make sure that they close that RO and they give you a copy of it because you want to make sure that there's a record in their books that you were there with your car complaining about that problem. Because I have seen this happen, folks. I've seen somebody come back three or four times and, you know, we just can't find the issue. It just won't act up. And then six months later, the part finally fails. They come back in and guess what? It's out of warranty. Ma'am, we have no record of you ever coming in here. I've been in here four times for this problem. Well, we don't have any record of it. It's because they never opened an RO or closed it. So insist on an open RO, even if they put no problem found. Why do you want us to write an RO, Mrs. Johnson? Well, because the car guru said for me to ask for that. Who's he? You don't have to tell him. Just tell, just tell him to write you an RO. That's all you got to do. Okay, I'm going to take my first break. I'll be back here in just a minute. Okay, I am back. So we want to eliminate a comeback. As a dealer, like me, uh, if a customer has to come back a second time for a problem to be fixed, um, we're not happy about it either. But sometimes you get an attitude, don't you? Or it seems like you are. You know, sometimes the people, well, not sometimes, just about all the time, the people in the service department are the hardest workers. And the salespeople are out there standing around waiting on a customer. These guys are going at it, guys and gals are going at it pretty much 90% of the time with few opportunities for breaks. It's easy for them to get a little stretched, a little stressed out too. But the really good ones are able to keep that smile going and make people feel welcome. And But it's a challenge. I mean, you can understand that, hopefully. But still, to get an attitude, you know, to, and you know what an attitude is. We've all seen it. You want them, you, you want them to appreciate you, and you want them to take ownership of your problem. You know, you don't want to be turned over to somebody else. Well, I'm going to have to ask my service manager about that. What well, can you do that now? You know, because I need an answer. I'm. This is really inconvenient. My car life is not going good right now, and I would like some attention to this problem. Well, we just have to call the factory. Well, I've been waiting for six weeks for you to call the factory and get an answer. I'm ready to go up the food chain. Where's your service manager? I want to see him. Well, he's not here. Well, then let me see the dealer. Well, he, he lives in Charlotte. Well, who's the general sales manager? Well, ma'am, he can't help you. I want to talk to him. I want to talk to somebody in upper management, please. And I'm going to be nice. And so what do you do when you get with that person? Well, you explain the history. You tell them what's going on, and you be nice, and you be calm. I guarantee the general sales manager has some authority. He knows who to call. He'll call the dealer. He'll call the service manager. He said, why are these people complaining about me? They've had their car in here five times, and we haven't got it fixed. We need to get this done. I might want to sell these people a car in a year or two. 
and they won't come back if we don't get this taken care of. You see the connectivity here? Sometimes we think that, you know, that person that's standing in front of us is the final word, not in a car dealership. It's not. You know, it may be in some big box store, you know, that you shop at, but it's not at a car dealership. Uh, there are people who are interested in solving your problem, even when that person that you're talking to may not, you know, take ownership of it. So don't give up. Just go to the top. Okay, what else? Car dealers are very concerned about surveys uh, because they sacrifice money from the manufacturer if their customer satisfaction scores are not above the zone average. If they're above the zone average, they're okay. Um, they're not going to complain. Now, some dealers, including myself, want to be in the top 10%. I always heard that if you sit on a block of ice, we have one one cheek on the block of ice and one cheek on a hot oven, then on average, you're going to be comfortable. We know that's not reality, right? So nobody should aim for average. And matter of fact, in uh, the CSI world, the Customer Satisfaction Index world, average is just not going to cut it because you are going to, you know, you're not going to be anything special to the customer. And you want to be special. I want to be special. I want the experience to come in here. I mean, it's not like you're going to Disney World or anything, but, but it should be comfortable. The, you should feel like you're appreciated. Uh, you should receive what you expected to receive. And if your vehicle needs something, you would like it to be found. Now, some people feel like, well, they're just trying to sell me something. Well, maybe some places are, but most of the customers that I experience we do a multi-point inspection on every vehicle we work on, uh, you know, even the oil changes. It takes about 10 minutes longer to get an oil change when they do a, a very thorough inspection of your car. We call it the multi-point inspection. I can't remember how many items are on there. But, you know, we're not doing that necessarily to sell you something. We're doing that to make sure that if your car needs something, like it could be a safety-related stuff, or it could be something that's going to cost you a lot of money down the road. If we prevent, or if we stop that leak now, then you could prevent, you know, replacing your transmission a year from now. So you'd want to know that, wouldn't you? And that is our responsibility. If somebody comes into the dealership and gets their, I don't know, their oil changed, and then they go down the road and one of their wheels falls off, who are they going to blame? Me. They're going to blame Gateway Ford. And we don't want that, so we do a multi-point. You check those lug nuts. I don't care if you are just changing the oil. You know, check the exhaust system. Make sure they have the right air pressure in their tires. Check their transmission fluid and windshield washer fluid. You know, look for anything that, that is leaking uh, to make sure that, that, you know, it's not going to lead to something serious. Make sure their lights are working, their brake lights, their headlights, their turn signals. Well, I just had it in your shop. Why didn't they see that? I don't want to hear that from a customer. I do if we messed up because that's that's how we adjust attitudes and behaviors. I mean, you know, if your lube tech uh, is about to get a divorce, could that impact his quality of work? Of course it could. You know, is he concentrating on work or is he concentrating on, you know, his bad situation? So those have to be managed, and that's where the service advisor, service manager has to know the attitudes and behaviors of the people that are working for them so that they don't do something 
they shouldn't or overlook something that they shouldn't. So, you know, I one of the things I try to do is give you an inside look into the way a car dealership works so that you can interact in a better way with them so that you can understand. And hopefully uh, this will help you. I'll be back in just one minute. Okay, finally, one of the most important things that we try to do is to get our people to focus while they're at work on work and serving the customer. And you know what the biggest obstacle to that is? That's right, the cell phone. It's just like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you see three or four people sitting at a table and, you know, 30 years ago they're sitting there talking to each other. Well, they might be ignoring each other, depends. But most of the time they were engaged with each other. And now you see too many of them on their cell phones and they're not interacting at all. And that happens, that has infected businesses as well. It's so easy. I mean, I'm sitting here, I've got three computers in front of me. And it's real easy for me to, well, I think I'll click on, you know, the news and see what's going on. See, I didn't have that option before because I I didn't, well, I had a computer, but it was archaic in in terms of what they are now. When I first got into the car business in 1978 full-time, we didn't have much. You know, we had uh, a computer in our finance office, but that was about it. I remember my first laptop I bought, I I didn't buy it, I leased it because it was so expensive. It was from Dell, and it was a, I can't remember the model, but if I had purchased it, it was going to cost $8,000. I leased it for, I think, $250 a month for so many months. I don't remember how long. But it just shows you how the technology changed. But see, now it's right there in their pocket, and it's going off. And I have thought about just telling the, the people that work in the shop, okay, you know, leave your cell phones in the locker or leave it in your car. But, man, people are just so sensitive anymore. It's really hard to do that. It's just become a part of their body. And you don't want to lose a, a master technician because you, you're making him, you know, put his cell phone in his glove box. So those are some of the challenges that we face. Uh, we appreciate compliments. We also appreciate complaints. When we do something wrong, I want to know about it because that's the opportunity to fix it so that it doesn't happen again. So make sure that if you're doing business with somebody, especially a car dealership, uh, and they don't they don't do it right or you're concerned about, you know, how they did something, you want to keep doing business with them in the future, tell them. You know, go to the, the person in, that has authority and tell them because you're doing them a favor. Now, if they don't receive it well and some don't, some people just don't handle criticism very well, then maybe that's not the place where you need to be doing business. But if they do, they probably appreciate it, and they might give you a free oil change. You never know. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of My Car Guru, and I will see you next time.